0: Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukwa and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. And welcome to another Core Parenting Conversation. And today we are talking about the day after celebrations. So if you're listening to this podcast, the day it comes out, it is Halloween today. If you celebrate that, then you know it's full of tons of activities and the kids are usually pretty hyped up about it. But if you're listening to this episode not on Halloween or the day after or the days to come, this really applies to any day of celebration and excitement, whether it be a birthday party, traveling, family coming in, or with the upcoming holidays for the next few months. So this information will be applicable to you today, tomorrow, and definitely in the months to come. Because what can happen around these exciting times is we can see an uptick in challenging behaviors, usually the day of or the day after, sometimes even the days leading up to these celebrations. And these common challenging behaviors may include whining, rigidity, indecisiveness, so difficulty making decisions, more aggression, more explosive behavior, More demanding. I actually see this a lot in my house. It's like more, more, more. And it's never, they're never satisfied once they get more or what they're asking for. Clingy or more sensitive, more just emotionally fragile. And there's a reason for this. It's not because they're bratty or ungrateful, they're overwhelmed. Because as fun as celebrations are, the excitement is stress on the nervous system all that anticipation leading up to a big day or big event or throughout the event registers in the body the same as anxiety does. Think about the butterflies, the racing heart, maybe the sweaty palms, the tenseness of it. You know, you're just, ah, just bursting with that and you're out of their little body. So we can expect to see these behaviors either the day of, throughout the day after, all around these events because there's probably a less predictable schedule as well. So now not only are they a little more dysregulated emotionally, they're also dysregulated physically, you know, more sounds, more activity, more people, more input, and probably more sugar as well. So their blood sugar is thrown off and just their overall regulation now from all sides. Is just blown away. (laughs) And then what can happen? So maybe they hold it all together the day of, you know, every kid is different. Every event can be different. So maybe they're fine throughout. And then the day after, I usually find this if I go away for a couple of days and then come back, the fallout in the days to come are really what throw me for a loop because the child is back in their safe space, in their routine. And their body is hit with this hormonal fallout, right? So it's almost like they're needing to complete that stress cycle. They're trying to get it out and process those things from the, the days before. I remember, I think back to like the days in college when we'd get through exam weeks and you know it was high energy, high stress, high focus. And then there was excitement too, right? Because you're done with the semester. And then inevitably, a few days later, we would all get sick. (laughs) Our body was hanging on. And then that stress release, the stress cycle would try and complete. Our body would relax. Some of those stress hormones would decrease in our body. So now our immune system is more vulnerable and we just get hit hard. In our house, we call this a fun hangover because our body is literally recovering from the stress cocktails in our body. How can we help our children the day of and the day after? So here are some practical tips. There's three main ones that I use all the time with my children whether it's a day off of school, whether there's a celebration at school happening or we're traveling or the holidays are coming up. Number 1 is adult expectation management sorry y'all i'm not letting you off the hook even in this podcast we're talking about it starts with us we need to prioritize what our child will actually find enjoyable not necessarily focus on what we hope for them to enjoy because those are not always the same our family preference so personally for us We don't like to overload the day. We like to have some part of the day, whether it be the morning or the afternoon, where we stick to a typical routine. It could be a regular mealtime. At least one of them is kind of predictable in our usual pace. Maybe a rest time. I did this when they were younger and still napping. Um, Maybe even just the morning routine of trying to get out the door. That's a pretty familiar one. I found that if I try and cram like 10 big events in one day that I think, and they probably are all so fun. At some point, inevitably, the children seem to lose steam or lose interest or start acting up because they are just simply overwhelmed or overstimulated or just done. And when that does start to happen, I check in with myself and remind myself that as exciting And fun as this day is, it's putting a lot of demands on my child's nervous system. This reminder to myself helps me be more accepting of my child's needs, both physically and emotionally, because the more I practice acceptance and compassion, the less overwhelming the behaviors and their feelings feel to me. Another piece of expectation management is helping our children manage their own expectations. This is an interesting one, okay? So just see it from their perspective for a moment. So often children will make up stories about situations in their own heads and they don't even like say these things out loud. They just think about them in their head. And they don't really match what's actually going to happen because they don't have a large repertoire of background information or context or experience with these events. So we may just take for granted they know what to expect and they really don't. This could be like an expectation of when or where they get to eat, who is coming over, how long everyone is staying, the structure and logistics of the activity. In order to communicate openly about expectations, I like to talk through certain situations step by step. For example, this may sound like, when we get to grandma's house, your three cousins will be there. You will have time to play while the adults finish cooking. If you want to see where you're sitting, I can show you before you go to play because you probably won't get to sit at the counter today. It will be full of food. Grandma told me she set up a special table for us. Would you like to check it out when we get there? Because can't you just see the child walking in and let's say they usually sit up at the countertop on stools and that's their spot and they walk in and it's all cluttered with all these other dishes and it's unexpected and they can't sit there and they reject the special table grandma set up for them just because they had this vision in their head and now reality doesn't match what they thought it was going to, and now they're feeling disappointed. So sometimes having these pre-event check-ins can be really, really helpful for just making sure we're all on the same page with what's happening. And if we don't know, we can be honest about that and say, you know, I'm not sure we can find out together when we get there. If you've tried the Instagram parenting tips and tricks to gain connection and cooperation with your child and it's still not working, or maybe you just want to grow your parenting toolbox or grow your own personal skill set, if you feel confused about how to respond to some of your child's bigger behavior, or maybe you need the encouragement and accountability to make the changes you know you and your family need, CORE offers the weekly support and tools to make these powerful shifts within a supportive, uplifting community. We talk about real-life parenting, not the neat and clean two-dimensional examples given on social media. You can learn more about my CORE membership program by heading to www.kayliekukla.com backslash CORE. It's a month-to-month membership. You can cancel it at any time, no strings attached, and it's meant to be on-demand parenting support. So you can access it when it's needed and when it's convenient for you. The link is in the show notes to learn more. And now back to this core conversation with Kaylee. Okay, so number two, it goes hand-in-hand with this front-loading strategy, so these proactive conversations is the visual schedule. I love, love me some visual schedules. So if you followed me for a while, if you're in my core membership, if you listen to the podcast, I have talked about this before on multiple episodes in just about every space. We've used them in our family for so many years that my children will request a schedule, especially on more exciting days. More recently, they had a day off of school And my five-year-old requested the schedule so we can make a plan together. He was getting all excited because I mentioned, well, maybe we could go to the zoo. And he was like, let's make a schedule and then we know what's happening. I was like, okay. I was so proud of him because now he feels empowered to have this support tool to help add this sense of safety and predictability to his life. Children and humans like predictability. Our brain associates predictability With safety. And it allows the brain to just kind of relax a little bit and go to those higher level skills. I like to use this the day of events or the day after or even the day leading up to an event. Because oftentimes, time for our children is an abstract concept. So if you tell your child, we're going to the party at three o'clock, that doesn't mean much to them. And if you tell them we're going after lunchtime, they're going to ask you five million times that day, when's lunch? When's lunch? I'm hungry. I want lunch, even though it's only 9 (laughs) a.m. A visual schedule identifies these key activities such as meals, leaving the house, guests coming over, so that the child feels empowered because they know what to expect and can independently reference it without having to ask you. Our schedule in our house uses pictures, even though one of my children can read, because brains absorb and process pictures faster than words. So our schedule may look like something that represents breakfast, so maybe a plate with pancakes or toast or something on it. Getting dressed, so maybe just a shirt. Going for a walk. I'm not very artistically inclined, so I literally like might draw a tree for a walk to symbolize going outside. Legos, eating lunch, running an errand, putting on costumes, heading to our friend's house to play, eat, and then trick-or-treating. So they can literally see that trick-or-treating is the last thing on the schedule right before bedtime. That gives them a much clearer idea of what the day is gonna look like. And here's the cool thing. I did this for so many years. We used a mixture of hand-drawn pictures on a whiteboard and camera pictures that I took of the kids doing these activities. I used to do it. Now my children do it. At age five and almost eight, they do it almost completely independently. If you don't want to make your own or you're like, I definitely don't want to mess with drawing or it, I mean, it doesn't have to be pretty. Mine certainly is not. My children do a much better job than I do. I will link a visual schedule company in the show notes for you, Mighty and Bright. And you can check out their products that are just beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, very organized if you want that ready-made option for your family. Okay, the last one we'll talk about today is rest. I feel like sometimes when we get caught up in the hustle and bustle and the excitement of everything, we forget how important rest is, not just for our children, (laughs) but for ourselves. I'm a huge advocate of what I call a buffer day, if you can pull it off. So I'll plan our trip so that we get back on like a Saturday or even a Saturday evening so we have Sunday to decompress before we get back to school and work the next day. The day after the big celebration, I try and keep our schedule minimal. And sometimes this takes a little bit of creativity. It's a bit more obvious if we're talking about the day after Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? Those almost always automatically have kind of that lull afterwards. We just have to plan the day of rest with some light structure. So maybe a hike or a walk, an outdoor setting, playing games, checking out new toys, maybe doing a new puzzle together. Nothing too overstimulating, but you don't want to have this giant vacuum of time, where there's absolutely nothing anchoring the day because that's when kids can like spiral, not just children, people can spiral and get overwhelmed with boredom. (laughs) But this year, as a great example, because Halloween is on a Monday, so Tuesday may be tricky to have a day of rest. And this is really where that creativity comes into play. It could look like maybe Tuesday evening, planning a super easy meal, like a crock pot meal or something that's not very hands-on so you can spend more time together as a family instead of cooking. Or it could look like maybe planning to push bedtime up by 30 minutes. You know the kids are going to be tired. That lack of sleep is catching up to them. So you just start your afternoon and evening routine about 30 minutes early that evening. Or maybe it means you can allow them to go to school late on Tuesday morning so the morning routine is a little more relaxed and less rushed. That may or may not be an option for your family. It's totally dependent on what is doable for you and your family and what decreases stress, not adds to it. So I don't want you stressing out if you can't let your kids sleep in tomorrow morning. It's more about just building in that buffer time and possibly being creative with it. So there you have it, some simple shifts and tips to help you plan and adjust to some common situations that could arise around celebrations. Remember, not always, but just in case you're prepared and you may have an easier time practicing some acceptance and taking the edge off of some of those challenging behaviors. Remember, this isn't about creating perfect, moments. It's about authentic connection, building those family rituals and traditions to add to our children's sense of belonging in that family unit. We can be accepting of the moments, about thinking about what is and not what should be. If you want to dive deeper into more holiday supports, I'm offering The next two months, my deep dive workshops are all about holiday stuff. So November's deep dive is all about fostering gratitude in children, okay? So often when kids don't show gratitude the way we think they should, we started on these scripts of what a brat, they don't deserve this, they don't appreciate this, this should be fun, all of these scripts. So we're going to talk really about how to shift those and how to foster gratitude, genuine gratitude in our children. That's going to happen November 16th. And the holiday hot button episode or deep dive will happen December 14th. And those hot buttons, actually, my core members give me suggestions on, you know, challenging stuff that comes up in the holidays, like sibling sharing um, new toys and travel and all of those things get incorporated into that workshop on December 14th. Core members get automatic admission to the live events and access to the recording afterwards, or you can register individually for these workshops on my website. The link is in the show notes and you can also send it for my email list so you just automatically get emailed when registration is open. Thanks so much for being here. If you found this episode helpful, please spread the word by sharing it on social media with a friend or leaving a rating or review. This is such a simple way to help spread this paradigm-shifting, relationship-strengthening information. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week.